This is Max Castellanos, El Chingón de Texas. This is the Firestarter, Jake Chris. This is ECW Original, The Enforcer, C.W. Anderson. And this is Gringo Loco. This is former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Tim Storm. And you're listening to the Wrestleville Podcast. Vinny Berry, and for more than 20 years, I've covered news and sports, specializing in pro boxing, MMA, and wrestling. This is Keith Elliott Greenberg. This is Miss Reality, Maddie Winkowski. Listen to stories from pro wrestling on the Russellville Podcast. This is the Golden Boy, Greg Anthony. To listen, go to Russellville.com or on Spotify. Russellville, it's where wrestling lives. The Russellville Podcast. Now that, my friend is just incredible. The Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Barrett Brown, Ricky Morton, Wardell Walker, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 400 photos from the independent scene. Get your book today by going to Russellville.com. Russellville. It's, it's where wrestling lives. Hey, this is Control Your Narrative Superstar Jake Logan. If you're not listening to the Wrestleville podcast, then what are you doing? Tune in right now. You're listening to the Wrestleville podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest today is Jake Logan, professional wrestler of 12 years. How are you, Jake? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, for the fans that may not be familiar with you, give us a brief description of your career. Tell us some of the places where you work. Wrestling for 12 years. I've been around the business for 22. My dad owns and operates Top of Texas Pro Wrestling out of Amarillo, Texas. He's been running weekly for 16 years. Um, that's how I got my start. He told me. Uh, I took my first bump when I was eight years old. Uh, I literally grew up with a ring in my backyard. And uh, my dad told me that once I turned 17, I could start wrestling. My first match happened to be on my 17th birthday. And I went against the uh, the son of Texas legend, uh, Mr. Ebony Tom Jones. I went against his son, Cody Jones. And uh, it's been... Uh, it's been it's been a ride ever since, man. Uh, Twelve years is a long time, and I've had many ups. I've had many downs. Right now, I feel like I'm on the high on the on the highest end of my career uh, that I've ever been. Uh, I'm currently with Control Your Narrative Wrestling with EC3 and former WWE superstar Braun Strowman, who's Adam Shear, and uh, we have our upcoming tour on October 13th. It's going to be a 22-day tour starting October 13th and ending on December 11th. We're going to go across the nation. I saw that tour, and I and I looked at it. I looked at some of the dates. I wanted to see if there was anything close to me. I think the closest is, so it would be San Antonio for me. So It starts out in San Antonio, then we go to Austin, then Houston, and we end in Fort Worth. Dante Smiley's on that as well. Is that right? Yes, sir. Dante is a good friend of mine. We actually, him and I had like a really hard hitting match against each other last month. And uh, man, I love that guy. And uh, I think uh, it's mutual between us that we love hitting each other. Yeah. 
I I've talked to him a few times and uh we 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 message each other back and forth from time to time. I've uh had him on my podcast. I've written a story about him and uh he's he's an, he's another one that's grinding it out. Absolutely. He uh he's been killing it on the independent scene and then ever since he got into control your narrative, he's been killing it there too. I'm really proud of that guy and I'm I'm glad that I was able to open, help open a door to bring him into CYN. For for the fans that might not be familiar with Control Your Narrative, talk to us a little bit about it. Tell us what you know about it and how you got involved in it. To control your narrative is to tell your story. And the only way you can tell your story is through your actions. And nobody else can tell your story better than you can, you know? Um, I got involved with EC3 and we were doing a show in Dallas. Um, this was in 2020. This was my first set of shows back since the pandemic had happened. Around that time, I was actually thinking of hanging up the boots and I was going through a real tough time with that too, because wrestling has always been a part of my life. And I gained a lot of weight and I was just real down on myself. I had had a WWE tryout scheduled earlier that year, that March. And the day that the entire world got shut down is the day they decided, hey, we're going to cancel the tryout. They did tell us that we would have a, a, a tryout at a later date, uh, which I ended up having. But after that tryout got canceled and the world shut down, I it was hard, man. It was real hard especially with wrestling, like, and then trying to stay on top of bills when you can't work, you know, it was just, it was real tough. And then um, in August of 2020, I was booked to do, to go to Dallas. Uh, I was flown out there and it started out awful because I missed my first flight. And then uh, I was supposed to fly there with EC3 and we'd have the set of shows and everything and I'd fly back with him. Well, I ended up finding another flight. I got there. The shows went great flew back with him. We exchanged numbers and everything. And for some reason he, he started liking me and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been crazy ever since. Cause he's helped me in, in so many ways. He's helped my promo game. He's helped my in-ring career. He's helped everything. He's helped me get in the best shape I've ever been in. And uh, I can't thank him enough. I mean, he's, he's definitely tough on you. Uh, I'll, I'll say it to his face. He can definitely be an asshole, but I love him. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful for him. And yeah, now, uh, we started with, uh, the free, the narrative films one and two, which are on the pro wrestling TV app, uh, control your narrative started out as an actual company with their first show in Orlando in March. And it was a sold out crowd. It was crazy to see what I'm trying to think of the words. It, it was definitely EC3's brainchild. And it was crazy to see all of that come to fruition for him. And such a cool moment. And then we, we went from uh, that Orlando show in March to Dallas WrestleMania weekend. And that show was even bigger. And uh, that show was also on Pro Wrestling TV. And it's, like I said, it's crazy to see how it started to where it's at now. We're about to hit this tour and most of these shows are already sold out and it's going to be, it's definitely going to be a hell of a ride. 
give some of the names of the guys that are on on that show. I know Fodder's on there. I know Dante Smiley's on there. Uh, you got uh, Braun Strowman. And is Wesley Blake on there as well? Yeah, Weston Blake is going to be there. Uh, we'll, we'll also have Austin Aries. We've got uh, Damo, who was Killian Dane in WWE. We've also, uh, you mentioned Dante Smiley. We've got Tino Valentino, Leo Fox, indie guys who are on the come up. Uh, and then um, we've also got uh, Flip Gordon, who's a good friend of mine. And yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's it's going to be awesome, man. It appears that there's like every time you turn around, there's there's like a new movement in in pro wrestling, right? Like GCW came out out of you know they were grinding it out for years, right? Now I would I would say they're they're pretty much mainstream. All the pay per views that they're doing, some of the names they're getting, and uh, the the wrestlers that that are just coming out of that that place. You've got control your narrative. When I first heard of it, um, Fodder was the one who who told me about it. I was interviewing him maybe about a year now, or maybe since I talked to him, uh, maybe eight months to see it where it is now, seeing the tour take off. To me, that's pretty impressive. Oh yeah, man, and and we we were we've gotten what we've wanted because we were hoping and we were wanting this to actually become a promotion. And now that it actually has, like we're beside ourselves because it's like, well, I know the EC3 and Adam and JC, they all know what they're doing as far as the, the long-term of it goes and everything. But it's like all those other guys, we're all on the come up and we're, we're, this is, it's crazy because this is a new platform for us to showcase who we are. People who may not have heard of me, Jake Logan, are are now going to be able to see who I am and what I'm about on a grand scale. Because from Free the Narrative 1 all the way to this tour, it's it follows a, a transition of my character. And it's it's going from one step to the next. And I'm... I'm controlling my narrative and I'm telling my story and I'm so thankful that I've been given the opportunity to do something like this. And since all of this has come out, man, it's, it's, it's helped me with my bookings. It's helped me financially. Like I'm not working a regular job anymore. Like wrestling's all I do. And I, I can't, I can't thank EC3 and Adam enough and JC enough because if it weren't for them, I wouldn't be in the position that I am now. Those gentlemen, I mean, they've been around. EC3 has been around for quite some time. You know, I, I think anything that he says about wrestling would be believable, right? With his experience and, and the things that he's done in wrestling, I mean, for him to, I guess, take this juncture on, I I, I don't think anybody else would be better for this job for for this right 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 ec3 is uh he's a psychopath <laughs> he's uh he's constantly working he hardly ever gives himself a break um every so often we'll be texting and i can tell how frustrated he is so i'll tell him just shut up and go do some yoga and um <laughs> he'll he'll respond back with uh 
took your advice, did some yoga, ready to get back on the grind. <laughs> and but, you know, because of his mentality like that, man, like control your narrative wouldn't be where it is without that, you know? So there's, there's nobody I, that I know of that could fill EC3 shoes. Right. And what are some of the things that, you know, with, with the experience that he has, what do you think one of the main things is that he's passed on to you and maybe some of the uh, younger guys, because I know, I know fodder uh, will just, say hey man this this guy's taught me so much he's 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 done this he's done that and so obviously he had he's taken on this role as as a as a mentor and a leader right absolutely what what are some of the things that you think that he's passed on to you that has helped you improve your game i'll tell you the main thing and he's always he's always pounding this into my head and it's it's going to be a little tough to explain so bear with me but he's always telling me to get rid of the indie brain. And so, like I said, I've been around professional wrestling for 22 years. I've been around independent wrestling for 22 years, you know? And so the indie mentality, it's one of the reasons he came up with the list of rules. Some of them being no super kicks, no Canadian destroyers, no suicide dives, you know? To drop the indie mentality is to start thinking like you're constantly on TV. So, whereas on the indies, you'll do you'll do a match where it's like you do a move, now I do a move, now you do a move, and there's not a lot of storytelling, not as much storytelling as you would like to see. He's always told me drop the indie brain. So it's like. Now, whether I'm on camera or I'm off camera in the ring, I'm always doing everything I can to make sure that my story on that show is the best story told, whether I'm the first match or I'm the last match. You know, not that I'm trying to have a five star match because you can tell a great a, a great story in six minutes and you can tell a horrible one in 30. Anytime I'm in that ring, I'm story driven rather than, hey, let's do a bunch of cool moves. Super kick me in the face, then I'll get up right away and give you a Canadian Destroyer, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. I hope I was able to explain that clearly enough, but... No, no, I, I, I get it. Another thing, too, though, when you when you say that, well, your, your goal is to tell the best story, you know, that's got to be a challenge with all the guys that are her on the show i mean i would i would say that the card is stacked oh yeah and i like a challenge so whether whether i'm the first match against another independent guy uh who who's being main main evented by let's say let's say if ec3 versus adam share were to happen they're somewhere on this tour i'm not saying it will because they've been tagging lately but i'm saying if they did my goal is to try to tell a better story than they do. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter how much time I have in the ring compared to how much time they have in the ring. I'm going to do everything in my power to tell the better story. Because at the end of the night, I want people to remember who I am. You're from Texas. You've wrestled in Texas. I saw you in 
let's see, I guess 2015, 2016, 2017, I, I saw your name quite a bit on some posters. I know you're wrestling for the NWA. Uh, talk mm-hmm. to us a little bit about your run with them. You held the national heavyweight title. What What did that mean for you? So winning it meant the world to me. And up until that point, it was the biggest thing I'd ever done in my career. Um, not only because it was such a prestigious title, but I had also won it in my hometown of Amarillo, Texas. And I literally... I got to hug my dad after the match because if it wasn't, if he didn't have his promotion, I wouldn't, I don't know where I'd be today, you know? So that moment was just so crazy to me. And it's something I'll never forget. Working with the NWA was a blast. Um, I did have a specific set of rules every so often, whenever I went to a certain show, working with the NWA was always a blast and I'd be, I'd be happy to do it again. I wasn't working for the NWA when Billy Corgan owned it. I was working for them when Bruce Stark owned it. EC3 was actually just on this last NWA card. And so I'm hoping that there's a chance that maybe I can get back, can get back to the NWA, work with them a little bit. Maybe, you know, try my run on that national title again. I've fought for the uh, NWA World Heavyweight Championship many times. I've fought against against Jack Stain, Rob Conway. Uh, I had a lengthy feud with Tim Storm. Uh, I'd definitely love to get back there because that's – I was trained by Dory Funk Jr., you know, a former NWA world champion. So the NWA has a lot of meaning uh, to it behind, uh, behind its name and a lot of meaning for me. So I'd love to get back there. Yeah, when you mention the National Wrestling Alliance, it too – means something to me you know i grew up in dallas i i followed world class i saw carrie win the title at the texas stadium in 1984 and i've saw that that belt come in um harley race i saw him uh defend it i saw rick flair the history behind it and i got to see you know what also too one thing I really did enjoy too is I got to see Adam Pierce a couple of times defend his title and different times, right? For the company. Oh yeah. Know, definitely a different uh, um I'm sure there was a lot of people that didn't think that the NWA was still around at that at that point, right? Or because it wasn't what it was. And uh I'll I'll take my hat off to Adam Pierce, he, I thought he did really well. And when people um, ask me uh, my top five NWA world heavyweight champions, Adam Pierce is one of them, you know? Right. By the time I was, I want to say by the time I was three or four years in, he was already working for WWE. I almost got the chance to meet him when I was a kid. So in Amarillo, where my dad runs, we had Mike DiBiase there, the son of Ted DiBiase. And this was before Mike got into a bunch of trouble and was still actively wrestling consistently. Um, Mike and Adam were feuding for, gosh, I want to, what seemed to me like a year or more, but it was Mike and Adam, and they were feuding over the NWA North American Championship. 
And so um, the first time I was really exposed in person to the NWA was through Mike DiBiase because he was constantly defending the North American Championship at my dad's show. And so Mike and my dad had a great relationship and Mike was almost somewhat like family to me. And so every so often, if he had his back turned, I'd grab the national or the <laughs> North American title out of his bag and walk around in the locker room with it. And so uh, that's, uh, that's how the NWA was pretty much first exposed to me. I was probably 12 or 13 at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I saw your name on the CYN poster, it was one of the first times that I've seen you in a while, you know, that I, that I saw your name. And of course, I told you the story that I, I had an opportunity to see you in Fort Worth and I wasn't able to see you. So when I, when I, so you kind of dropped off my radar a little bit. And then when I saw, saw you on the poster, I was really curious to reach out to you because here you are still grinding it out. I, I thought you were still in Texas, but you're, you're now in Florida. What, what does it mean for you that, you know, to, to move around to you, you kind of have it in your mind that, you know, that that's just part of part of pro wrestling, right? Well, I mean, the, the move to Florida. So I was wrestling in Dallas almost every, every weekend, if not every other, you know, um, making the drive constantly. And I just wanted more, you know, I was trained in Florida or well, uh, after, after I was about three years in, my dad sent me out to Dory Fung Jr., who lives in Ocala, Florida. And I was able to get crispened up by Dory. And he helped me so much. And I just, like, the perform- the performance centers are in Orlando. And I just felt like I would have a lot more opportunities in Florida. Also, I also had a lot of heat on me because I grew up in this business as the son of a promoter. So anytime something good happened to me, it was like, oh, he only got that because of who his dad is. So especially, especially after I won that North, uh, the national title with the NWA, times where I would get contact, contacted and be like, hey, this guy dropped off because he didn't want to work with you. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't get it, man. Like, I don't know. I've never been in the other set of shoes you know like i I can't what am i trying to say like i i can't hate on somebody for being the son of a promoter you know because you have to work twice as hard than everybody else and when i was actually training like the hazing was real man like it was real uh there was a time where i was handcuffed to a post and i was just whacked on the back over and over with kendo sticks and they were like oh this is a part of your training it's kendo stick day like that's ridiculous you know come to find out it was all because like i was the son of a promoter but don't don't let me get off there on a tangent uh (laughs) i know we got a limited amount of time so (laughs) um but the move to florida um and I can't thank my wife enough because if it wasn't for her, this move wouldn't have happened. Like, uh, I was, uh, back then I, well, she helped me definitely with getting everything financially in order. Um, cause I was, I used to be real bad with my money. And then when I told her that I wanted to move to Florida because I feel like 
there could be a lot more opportunities. She was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this. You know, um, we weren't, we weren't married just yet, but we were engaged. And, um, it, it's all, it's all thanks to her that we're in Florida. After I moved to Florida, I started getting these opportunities and then the world shut down and I, I got into like, uh, I got into a bit of a depression, but after the world came back up and I met EC3, I started getting opportunity after opportunity after we came out with Control Your Narrative. And I'm the happiest I have ever been in my career right now. I, I feel like I'm on an all-time high. I'm constantly doing work with WWE and I got to have the opportunity a couple of weeks ago to talk with Coach Matt Bloom. And he said that he would personally make sure that I'm on another tryout and I can't tell you how much that means to me man because if I was living back in Texas none of this would be going on right now for me right right well good yeah you know what I was talking to somebody too the other day in pro wrestling and and I'm sure this isn't for everybody because everybody's a little different you know I I, I recently talked to somebody who's five years in, he's, he's hitting a pretty good stride. Right. But a lot of guys I talk to um, 10 years is about, it seems like 10 years is where they start getting these big opportunities or these, these really good things start happening. Uh, do you see that as well? Or, you know, I mean, like I said, every, everybody's case is going to be a little different, right? Yeah, I, I agree with that part. Um, However, I've got a buddy named Leo Fox, you know, and he's been consistently wrestling for not even it. Maybe it's been a year, but maybe a little less. And he's he's already got opportunities with control your narrative, you know, um, and because of those opportunities with CYN, he's had other big opportunities outside of it. And so it depends on how much you're actually working and striving towards your goals in order to get those opportunities. Because if you're just sitting on the couch and you're just work like wrestling one, two, three times a month, like you're not going to get those opportunities very fast, you know, if at all. Um, so it, it really depends on how, how much work you're putting in. Absolutely. Who are some of the, the younger wrestlers uh, you see on the uh, on the scene, uh, guys that you've uh, worked with or maybe seen wrestle that that you think are on the rise that people need to keep their eye on. Uh, definitely one of my best friends, Tino Valentino. Um, I'd say another one is, um, and I just started getting to really know him as a person recently. Um, and he's a great guy, Vinny Pacifico. He's one of the guys that you really need to keep an eye on. He's very talented in the ring. Um, like I said, Tino Valentino. Um, Dante Smiley's another one, man. Um, he's been wrestling for about five years, um, but he's killing it, man. He's a motivational speaker. He's got he's a he, he's a recording artist. Uh, he's a coach at a at a gym, and he's he's coaching all these other people and with CrossFit, man. He's He's a natural born leader. There's so many guys, especially within Control Your Narrative, who are just so great to watch. August Artois, another one of my good friends. 
if you ever get the opportunity to interview him, which I do recommend, he's a cocky asshole. Sorry for my language, but man, the, the dude's great in the ring, charismatic. <laughs> and so I guess, I guess those are my top three, man. Uh, keep an eye out on Tino Valentino, Vinny Pacifico, um, top four, I'm sorry, Dante Smiley and August Artois. All right. Well, that's good. And, and yes, I, I will definitely do that. Where, where can fans find you on social media if they want to uh, look you up? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Jake Logan underscore CYN. Uh, same thing on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook slash, I believe it's I'm Jake Logan on there. And then if you want any of my t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com slash Jake Logan. All right. Sounds good. Well, we appreciate you coming on. I've enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, you're welcome. And you can come back anytime. Thank you, man. You're listening to the Russellville podcast where wrestling lives. Tracy Smothers, Harley Race, Tim Storm, Bushwhacker Luke, Bobby Fulton. The Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Vault, Vault Volume one. 1, Bill Dundee, Super Mex Hernandez, C.W. Anderson, Ricky Morton, Sir Moe, and many others share their stories of determination, triumph, and, and sorrow. sorrow. Get your book today at Russellville.com or at Amazon.com. Russellville, Russellville. Wrestling, Wrestling. Wrestling.